0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 34. Um, I am your host, as always, Danny. I'm joined by uh, three wonderful guests today. I'll start off with Patrick, all the way over in the UK. How you doing, bro?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Um, Obviously, nice to have sporting back on winning ways and big game tomorrow, so... Um, Lots to talk about, obviously, in this podcast, so good to be back on.
0: For sure, for sure. We're also joined by Chris. Chris, how you doing, brother?
2: Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, Yeah, like Pat said, got a huge game tomorrow. Uh, Bit of a weird press conference from Kaiser today, so not really sure what to expect, but uh, can't really afford to uh, have poor performance. Uh, uh, It'll be interesting.
0: For sure and last but not least, we're also joined by Steph. Steph, how you doing bro? Yeah
3: I'm doing uh, I'm doing great uh, on a personal basis and uh, then we'll talk about sporting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyways, let's let's get right into it. Let's start uh, the first game we'll talk about is the Tasa Portugal game, uh, Befica 2 Spartan one over at uh, the Benfica Stadium. Uh, Patrick, I'll, I'll start it off with you. What, what are your thoughts of the game?
1: Um, yeah, so obviously from in comparison to the to the league game that we had at the other lad, it was obviously a bit of an improvement uh, on our behalf. But um, I think much of that will, could be due to Benfica as well, not really going through the gears that they did um, when we met in the league. Um, so yeah, I think if we are to look at that game on face value, right, then I think it'd be fair to say that In terms of us against Benfica, we were um, the inferior side, particularly in the the first half, um, when, obviously, Benfica got their um, their goal. Um, We had a few problems um, within our defensive sector in that first half, I feel, uh, with uh, Bruno Gasparri, Laurie wasn't quite settled in. Um, The midfield was getting overrun quite a lot and... I think Goodelli, um went on the ball, had a lot of difficulty throughout the entire game, in fact, um, to find the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Vendel And that just made things a lot tougher for Sporting to, to ever really uh, get into the game. In the second half, I think things improved. Um, you know, Benfica were, I, I'd say they eased off a bit, but, you know, you never know, they could have been feeling, um, you know, the intensity of, yet another big game on their calendar as well. So uh, perhaps they they tied out a bit. And um, that's when we started seeing Sporting, uh, you know, gradually grow into the game and make it more of a contest, which was um, good to see, good for the confidence as well. It would have been nice uh, for Sporting to have scored uh, that chance that they had um, early in the second half with Wendel. Um, I think if that goes in, um, we really got a good uh, Tire on our hands and Sporting could have even turned the game around completely. Uh, and that would have been interesting, obviously, uh, going forwards. But unfortunately, we didn't take our chance uh, it, at that stage. You know, at the other end, um, you know, luck just wasn't with us. And at uh, the other end, DeLore, uh ends up putting the ball into his own net, which um, was unfortunate for him. It was a silly mistake to, to make in hindsight, uh, to stick your leg out like that half-heartedly. Um, and it cost us. It cost us the game. We still got that goal uh, for Bruno Fernandes, which was a great strike um, from the midfielder. Um, it gives us a little bit of hope coming into that second leg. But obviously, uh, you know, if, if we're to look at our performances and and the things that we did well, and moreover the things that we did wrong, we still got we still got plenty to work on. Um, and it hasn't. It doesn't bode re- well really with um, how Sporting have been playing. Lately, but you know, at least it was a little bit of an improvement on the league performance. We it is still a tight uh, result, and there's there's room f- for improvement for Sporting to turn this um, cup tie around. And hopefully, we can do um, when we take it back to the other lads. It's just a shame that um, it, it's in two months or so. Uh, you know, for interest sake, it would have been nice and interesting to have it a little bit closer, but. At least we've also got um, you know, time to pick up some form as well and we never know what Benfica would be like in two months' time. Um, so it, it's interesting in, dif- in a different kind of way. So uh, that's what we've got to look forward to. A nice close tie and uh, hopefully we can turn it around.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I actually messed up a bit. Let me give you guys the starting 11 real quick uh, before passing it off to Chris. Uh, we had René Ribeiro in net. Christian Borja making his debut at left-back, Thiago Lodi making his debut at center-back, Coates and Brun Gaspar at right-back. Then we had um, Wendell, Brun Fernandes, and Gudelli in the midfield with Jovan Cabral, Luis Philippe, and uh, Cunha on the wings. Uh, Benfica had Svi net, Grimaldo, Andre Almeida, uh, Ruben Diaz, and uh, Jardel starting off at, at center-back, though their uh, youngster, Ferru, I believe his name is, came in. Uh, then they had um, Samardzic, Gabriel, and uh, Joan Felix in the midfield, or PZ in the midfield with Joan Felix, Seferovic, and Salvio up front. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll pass it off to you next. What, what are your thoughts of the game, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, overall, it was a uh, disappointing result, but I mean, it does leave us with hope. Uh, I don't. I think that if uh, that that late free kick by Bruno Fernandes uh, isn't a goal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like Pat said, you don't know how the teams are going to be looking in, in two months. They could be completely different. Um, you know, they both could be in great form. Uh, we could still be in poor form. but you could also be in poor form. So, I mean, you never know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, losing 2-0 wouldn't have uh, helped the case. Um, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a great performance, uh, but it was obviously an uh, improvement from the, uh, the league derby uh, you know, three days before um, where we just got run off the pitch. Um, you know, overall, uh, you know, Borja had a promising debut. I mean, Lori was unfortunate to, to score the own goal, uh, but I mean, he, he looked all right as well. He, I mean, he got a lot of shit for, on Twitter for, for the own goal, but I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, it's a bit unfortunate if it bounces off his foot like that. But, I mean, looking at his performance overall, uh, I mean, he, I think he's miles better than I've been through. So, I mean, uh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not the end-all be-all, but, I mean, he's okay. Um, you know, I wish we could have tested uh, Svilar a bit more because, um, I mean, even the few chances that we did have, I mean, he just looks shaky back there. Um, he's young. I mean, he, he might have some potential, but, I mean, for the time being, what he is right now is just young um, and uh, mistake prone. And even the, even the one chance I don't remember who it was, uh, it was a uh, maybe shot from about 18 yards out, stung his gloves um, and he couldn't hold it. I mean, he, he, he just is shaky and I, and I wish we could have, we could have troubled him a bit more because uh, we, if we could have got out of here, a one, one draw maybe or a two, two, uh, you know, we'd be looking really good um, on the, on the flip side heading back to Alvalade, uh, down 2 one, a one, nothing win, uh, obviously puts us through. Um, but when was the last time we kept a clean sheet? Uh, I mean, that, that result doesn't bode well for us. So we're probably going to have to score multiple goals. Um, possibly maybe need extra time if we're able to win two one. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe our defense will tighten up by then. Uh, it's in two months time. Let's just say it, our D can't really get worse. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and honestly, for our sake, it's probably better that it's in, uh, in a couple months.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. And um, Steph, last but not least, what are your thoughts of the game, bro?
3: Well, I'd say it's a, a, a mixture between uh, Chris and, uh, um, and uh, Patty, Patrick. Um, uh, sporting was better. <clears throat> I'm not going to say much better. I'll say just better. Um, but at the same time, the first goal that we considered to be Fika to me, mm-hmm. and there's no other way to describe it. I'm expecting a goal like uh, a starting goalie from sporting to do much better. Um, that's, that's the way we considered. that goal was an embarrassment. Um, we're talking about uh, we're talking about professional football, am I right?
0: Yeah, of course, bro.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so then René Ribeiro is a professional goalie, am I right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So when you consider a goal like that, he looks like a fucking amateur. That's 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 my first take on it. You know you know me. I'm I'm always the the one that's a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> <clears throat> And then, and then the second goal, if you look at the line of defense, instead of putting the players of Befica offside, we'll put them onside. It looked yeah. like, uh, look like a diagonal line, like all crooked and shit. It looked like uh, Petrovic's nose when he got fucking headed on the nose. <laughs> so so if, you, if you want to win against uh, our rivals like Befica and then so on, you need to do a much better performance. Then we got that amazing goal by Brun uh a shot from 30 yards away. And that's, that kind of saved the day. But let's not let's not be um, forgetful that uh, Grimaldo, missed a goal in the middle of the box. It was an easy top-in, and he, he messed it up. If he had some great chances, he could have been at 1.41. And then we could have tied the game. We didn't tie the game with Wendell, one-on-one with Odisea. we mm-hmm. uh, oh, uh, Svila, really uh, so really I'm sorry. And, we, and uh, he, he, he couldn't do it. And again, he's a professional player. I know we keep on saying, oh, yeah, they're allowed to miss it too. But you know what? What makes great players is the ones that don't miss those kind of goals. And he missed it in a crucial time when we should have tied the game. Then we had, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll bring it up, but we had a tying goal, and the referee <laughs> called it foul. I have no, mm-hmm. I have no fucking clue why, because that was outside the, the six-yard box. It wasn't inside the Pekina area, like we say in Portuguese.
1: Right.
3: So that blew my mind. But you know, with that said, we didn't play a great game. Uh, I still think Benfica played a little bit better than us. We did play much better. We had five cha- uh, changes in our lineup, uh, but. I'm still not getting why Gudelj is a preference for uh, Kaiser. Um, and I hate to, to say, but what happened to Miguel Luis? What happened to, to uh, Brun Paz? What happened to uh, Dumbia? Uh, I mean, we have a lot of choices. that Even, even though people think that, that we don't, we do. So Gudelj is garbage in number six. Maybe try him as a number eight because he's a number eight. But, you know, like, and I mean, we spoke about several times. I know he's been hurt, but why don't you put him behind the striker as a number nine? And let's give it a shot to see what happens. There's so many scenarios that Kazak could try and he's not trying and it's pissing off people. And when he gets body, he, I mean, he played, but Vitovsky could have played. We found out three hours before the game, he could have played. So you should have had someone from the club with a fucking tongue car, you know, a limousine or something, pick him up and bring him back to the game. So anyway, we lost the game 2-1. Uh, in my eyes, if he could deserve to win, they'd play more than we did. But we we surely could have tied the game, but we didn't. And uh, that's it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm not really going to get into it because uh, you guys, I think, all hit the nail on the head. Um I guess we'll first analyze the, the first goal. Um, Patrick, I'll start it off with you. What went wrong? Who, who's to blame? Um, I mean, you know, like, like uh, Steph said, then sort of let a friend go in, you know, being on his ass way before the, the go- the, 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 the Gabriel even shot the ball, you know, uh, near post again. Uh, one thing that personally pissed, like, pisses me off when I see a, a goal is especially when it's to your near post. Um, anyways, what are your thoughts on that first goal, Patrick?
1: Um, yeah, obviously, you'd always expect your goalie to um, to stay secure at his near post. Um, and I think uh, I think Hernan probably just took it the other way. He probably thought, right, the logical thing here for, for Gabriel to do is to hit it across goal. So I feel like he sort of guessed at it a bit and was preparing himself for the shot to come flying across. Um, but that wasn't what happened. Gabriel was just focused on hitting it as hard as he could um and he did he caught the ball really well and when you do when you do that and the goal is obviously preparing himself to go the other way um the end answer uh, uh to to that um uh, equation is the goal that we saw obviously Krenan isn't um like positionally prepared to stop a powerful shot like that and it goes in at near post um but you know sometimes goalkeepers take these risks um, so I, I do feel a little bit sympathetic or understanding of um, what Gennan was trying to do there. Um, that's not to say I think that he's um, a goalkeeper who I feel confident in. Um, he's a, he's, he'd obviously be a very good backup, but I think that's what sporting has. It's two goalkeepers in Salan and Gennan who, for a club of sporting stature, should only really be considered backups. They're not really first-team goalkeepers in my opinion. Especially coming you know back down from the level that Patrice Patricio set. you know it's a it's a massive drop off that we've uh, suffered in that department and uh, definitely i think um sporting really ought to have been looking you know back in the summer uh for for a proper uh number one who who inspires confidence he's a very good shot stopper henan yeah um he's obviously very good um With the psych behind penalty saving um but sometimes and I think it 's visible it 's the basics that he he often gets wrong and salon 's got a bit of that as well in him he 's a very good shot stuff, but he makes some nice um camera saves uh from time to time, and his reflexes are pretty good, but some you know the basics being dominant in the air aerial ability um you know just rely, general reliability um that's those are the sort, sort of qualities that are, are missing from um from our two goalkeepers. And you and you just you know you just want a nice well rounded goalkeeper uh to be your number one uh, especially at a big club like sporting I don't feel we have um one of those
0: yeah I I <clears throat> fully agree with you. Um funny enough um uh, I was actually just with a buddy of mine also named Patrick he's a portista he was even saying that the exact same thing you were and that um, the perfect replacement for uh, for um, Patricio in this case would be like an experienced, top-notch goalkeeper. And uh, I don't know, I just found it funny because I guess we had one in Viviano. But um, yeah, that went sour. Obviously, um,
1: the, the defending yeah. in that wasn't ideal as well. I think yeah. Bruno Gaspar, it's something that he tends to do an awful lot. He gets sucked into the middle a lot. And he creates an avenue for the overlap. Acuna, um, I believe it was Acuna. Who who, who... who was it on that flank that went to sleep a bit as Pizzi yeah, made was, the pass for a the clinger. overlap? Was it yeah, Acuna? It was a yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, there's there's blame dotted around that goal. It's not just. It isn't something that should be aimed just at Hennan. Um And uh, I think it's it's something that we we, we really lack is working our way back and I think that was always evident in even in Kaiser's best games in terms of transitioning backwards um it's something that w- we really struggle at and I think that was a very good example of that. Yeah and
0: uh just to, to finish off this topic uh Zepreda on the chat right now he's asking should Sporting sign Claudio Ramos from uh from Tondela. Patrick what do you think?
1: Um well I think I think he's a decent goalkeeper um, as you say good shot stopper he's decent with his feet as well which uh, would probably uh, suit a style of play uh, that we have right now I'm not sure whether this style of play is something that will stay or whether um, one day we I don't know who knows we get fed up Kaiser sack him and and we go a different route I don't know but imagining that possession football is a is something that sporting's trying to implement from top to bottom and whether Kaiser's here or not it's it, it's something that we stick by, Then I think Claudio Jimenez Claude will be a uh, a decent goalkeeper. Obviously, he's got a lot to prove. It's a big step from Tondela to Sporting. Um, uh, in terms of proving that you're you're ready to be number one for one of those clubs, um, you know, lo- lots of many shot stoppers have looked good at lesser teams and have come to a top team and failed. Um, so you do worry about that uh, sort of thing. Uh, with Claudio Camus. Um but, you know, I think he's an interesting goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper who's been on the periphery of the Portugal squad even at times. Um so that goes a long way into demonstrating um how interesting he is as a as a player. So um you know I I'd, I'd definitely be open to that sort of scenario if sporting were ever interested in in going for a goalkeeper of that calibre. He's obviously a goalkeeper that knows the league quite well as well, uh having played multiple seasons um, at, at this level. So I think it'd be uh, a, an interesting addition if supporting whoever to, to make it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Ramos is a decent shout. Um, Steph, I'll, I'll ask this next, next question to you because you sort of brought up the uh, Svilar foul. Um, the second goal, Felix's goal, um, do, we blame, do we put the whole blame on Ilotti? Do other players let him down? Also, do you think there's a possible handball on Seferovic uh just before I it sort of looks his chest, but I guess some could debate that it could be his arm. Uh what do you think of that goal?
3: Well, I think um it's definitely a handball, but but it's also being a smart striker. Um if you see if you striker they have the same movement when controlling the ball with their chest. Any any second player really. So it's up to the VAR to notice that. And if he gets away with it, so, hey, prompts to him. Prompt to uh, Shadow V, uh, Shadow v, or what the fuck his name is. Yeah. Uh, that, that he got away with it. Was it a handball? Yeah, it was. It's, uh, you could see it on replay. But I don't blame the player. There's, there's a system in place that's supposed to call those, those, those plays. And the system failed. Now, the question is, why did the system fail? And that's the question of the day, and the no one is asking the fucking question. the 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 that that been done, nominated for the VAR, um, it, they, they're questionable. I'm questioning the the Portuguese referees, and that, that's something that that fans and, and uh, don't like to to talk about it, like the the small details and the nitty gritty. But, uh, me as a fan, uh, a sporting fan, I noticed these little things. And it's a shame that no one is talking about it or if they talk about it, it was like very lightly. Mm. But the VAR fucked up. I'm not going to blame the Befika player because uh, every player will try some malicious stuff. Sporting Guista players, Befika players, Portista players, Guimarães player, and so on. It's up to the referees. And the var in this, in this, uh, in in this um, um, argument, to catch it, and they failed to catch it, or they, in, the, in their mind, in their way, they were seeing things. It wasn't a handball. Okay, fine. If they don't think it's a handball, let's wait until the next play that the same shit happens to see if they don't call it. Because then, if they call a handball the next time they have a game, other teams involved, then it's a fucking problem. There's no consistency. Okay, so there it is. So then to finish it up, uh, our line of defense was terrible in keeping all the Bayfiquistas players um, onside. There's no communication. Uh, our defense, you know, they, they didn't form a line to put them off, off, offside, and that's an embarrassment. We're behaving like a second division, third division team that we don't even know how to put people offside. So I blame the whole defense on that play. I'm not going to blame Elordi. Specifically because uh, he hit him his uh, left foot. I know he moved it a little bit, but that's mm. an instinct of the, of a player that I'm not gonna, uh, you know, blame him 100%. It's his fault. Why did he move his foot? I understand why because it's an instinct. Uh, as human being, you know, we we tend to have instincts. Yeah. To
0: be fair, he did try to get his foot sort of out of the way of the shot. To be fair to him. So uh, yeah,
3: no, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame him on that. I'm gonna blame the whole defense, and I'm gonna blame the VAR because they should have canceled the play when uh, 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 uh did a handball, controlled yeah. the ball with his hand. It's clear that it's not even deniable. It's clear you could yeah. be fucking Stevie Wonder and still see it. So you know it is what it is. So I blame the VAR, and then uh, first, and then secondly our defense not, not to keep uh, the BTK players uh, players uh, offside.
0: Fair. fair. I think the only thing I can blame Miladi on is uh, not booting the ball away when it was coming across the box. I think that was his only mistake on that play was uh, you, you see him sort of pulling away from that, thinking maybe Borja will get it on the other side or not risking an own goal or, or not knowing what's behind them. And, and though I, I get it, you know, you only have a split second to think about it. Um I, I think he should have maybe been a bit more aware that he could have he had enough space and time. Even if it's to kick it out for a corner, he, he should have stopped that ball from, from coming in. But um the own goal I can't I can't put too much blame on him. I mean he like you said, Steph, it's an instinct. He even tried to get himself out of the way. So so fair enough to that to him on that. Uh, then of course we had that beautiful Brunferange uh, free kick that got us to two one. And then of course what Steph mentioned earlier on the 89th minute um a, a sort of a foul on Svilad I'm I'm not too sure uh, the a cross comes in Svilad sort of pushes out to, to punch away the ball Bazdos is jumping straight up to try to win the ball there is contact made in my opinion Svilad makes contact with Bazdos not the other way around um and like Steph said earlier it's out of the the small the small box The Canadia but uh Chris what are your what is your opinion on that should have that, should that goal have counted is that a foul what, what do you think
2: yeah. See, my my problem with that is I think that the referee blew the whistle. Therefore,
0: yeah, the
2: play. So even though Bastos scored, it's not reviewable because the ref had already blown the whistle. Sort of like if a player uh, is onside, the guy puts his flag up, and the guy scores, and then they but since they already blew the whistle, the play was effectively dead already. So it doesn't really matter that he was onside. You know, I think it's the same type of deal. Um, so, I, I mean, it, to me, it, it, Svilar, I mean, I touched on it earlier, comes out very unconvincingly. Um, you know, he's, he's almost at the top of the 18-yard box. Um, just kind of it clatters into Baz Doss, who's just going mm. straight up, and the ball is just kind of right there, and Baz Doss puts it away. Um, you know, referees are tend ten to – you know, side with the goalkeeper in uh in situations like that um kind of you know defend the, the keeper but uh uh but i mean he's not either like you said he's on the six yard box he's i mean he's twice as far away as this the the six yard box um so yeah i mean i think it's a bad i think it's a bad call if anything he should have just let it play out um and then you know maybe look at the v a r but i mean the goalkeeper there's contact. It's just the ref's instinct is just blow the whistle you know
0: yeah yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, final, th- final question. I'll start off with you, Chris, and I'll, I'll ask all, all three of you. or uh, Yeah, all three of you. Um, overall, what, are, what were your thoughts on Eloti's on overall debut as well as Christian Borja's overall debut?
2: Um, I think Elori got more shit uh, than he probably deserved. Um, you know, I thought he was, he was decent. He was obviously decent. Um, he had a couple very nice... Sliding challenges. Um, I think he he, that might kind of be his thing is the uh, the well timed slide tackle. Yeah, Um, is obviously a risky skill (laughs) in and around the box. So we'll see if that gets us into trouble down the line. I imagine it will. Um, But in the time being, I mean, he's he's very talented at that. He's obviously um, a pace upgrade. Um, I mean. Matthew is actually, I think, probably quicker than Kowats. as uh, sad as that is for Kouac. Um So I think he's probably quicker than uh, Kowats and uh, Andre Kondipipu as well. Um, so that's always an upgrade uh, to have, um, you know, chasing strikers that are, that are in through. So, I mean, it, it offers a bit of cover. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he was solidly, totally um, average. Um Obviously, there's potential for more. He could have been much worse. Um, but overall, I, uh, I rate his performance as decent. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see um, what he brings uh, tomorrow. I mean, I, it's not a certainty that he'll start. I know that Anthony Pinto is an option again. Actually, I don't think he was He was called up. He was in the 23, uh, but I don't think he was in the 18, correct?
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
2: So, no no Anthony Pinto. So, it will be uh glory yeah. tomorrow. Um, Oh, no,
0: sorry. André Pinto was called up. Sorry.
2: Okay, so it's not a guarantee that we'll see Alori tomorrow, um, but I think it's likely. I I don't think anyone's going to throw uh, André Pinto back in the lineup. I definitely think he's better than him. Um, So, I mean, I do think he has some potential. Um, We don't really have much better right now, so, um, I mean, I don't mind it. Um, Borja uh, I thought was uh, definitely more promising, Um, much better than – in Jefferson, um, and it also allows Acuna to play um, on the wing. Um, and we know what he gives us, uh, no matter what position he's playing. He's he's that 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 pit bull who's gonna fight for everything. Uh, just even if he, he seems like he's dribbling into defenders, he just kind of sometimes just like keeps ramming his way through. Somehow gets through. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily. I I used to think that he was better as a, as a as a winger than a left back. Um, and the only reason that I thought he was better as a left back was because our other left back options were so poor that Acuna's second best position was actually better than Jefferson's best position. Um, so, I mean, I'm way more out on uh, Bruno Gaspar at this point. I'm, I'm, I don't i do not want to see Bruno Gaspar play anymore. Um, yeah. If there's anything that's positive that, that we can take from this past month or so of, of pretty poor form, it's that Rostovsky is, is clearly better. Um, so if, it, if it's at the point where uh, you don't want to play Rostovsky or you want to rotate the squad, I'd almost rather see Thierry Kuret at this point than any more Brunegash par, because um, he's, been, he's been very poor recently. Um, not a great signing, a bit overpriced for what he is. Um,
3: so I, I, I
2: definitely you know prefer Rostovsky. And uh, I, I definitely think that Borja, I mean, seems like a promising signing uh, as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, who knows if we're going to end up actually losing Acuna. Uh, rumors are Zenit's not quitting uh, in their pursuit. Um, so we still might end up losing him, but he's definitely uh, a solid option. Um, and, you know, Jefferson gets a lot of shit as well. Um, but if that's your backup left back, I mean, you could definitely do worse than that. I think that's probably the role for him at a club like Sporting. Um you know Jefferson might be a starter on, uh, you know Rioua or uh, Ibanez or Tondela. I'm um, supporting; he shouldn't be a starter. He's likely, likely at backup quality. So I mean, I'm fine with Jefferson as the backup and Borja being a starter.
0: Yeah, true. And um, Patrick, how about you? What are your thoughts on Ilotti uh, and Borja's uh, debuts?
1: Um. Well, I thought um, Borja was. Uh, fairly decent. He obviously seems to be that type of player that has all the ingredients to be a, a, an interesting attacking fullback. He He's fast. Um, uh, he seems to have a, a good uh, engine on him and that verticality that they say um, to get up and down the pitch um, willingly. Um, so he could be an interesting player. Obviously, he's still very early. Um, he, he, he may disappoint. He may get even better. Um, but you know he's finding himself in the team and in new surroundings, so we'll see how he gets on. I wasn't too impressed, to be honest, with uh, with Alori um, at the back. I think he looks a little um, a little lost and rusty as well. I know that he's a player who is fairly comfortable um, on the ball. He's obviously someone who's uh, very fast, which will help uh, Sporting in theory with with playing a higher line um we know that Quartes, uh on the other hand isn't as fast um but but then again in terms of the qualities that quartas brings to sporting's defense uh, in terms of he's a leader he's decent on the ball as well um he's a lot more commanding um you know these are good attributes that quartas has that i don't really see in elauri i don't really think elauri has any outstanding attributes as far as being a centre back at this level uh, is concerned, and it, it is is something that I think Ilori has demonstrated everywhere he's gone. Obviously, Liverpool would always be a tough place for him to crack. He didn't manage to do that, um, but then there was Aston Villa, which he he really struggled at, um, and Reading. Things didn't go well for him there as well. So um, he, he's 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 a player who I think at a young age is probably found himself on the wrong end of choices and has struggled to um, develop as a result uh, despite being obviously very talented and you know who doesn't want a nice ball playing defender who is quick off the mark. Um, That's what you get with Valori but I'm just not sure about him at all in terms of uh, joining Sporting and I think uh, these first uh, two performances that he's put in. Um, although, of course, it is early days, you must take it with a pinch of salt, but I just haven't been impressed with him at all. I think he looks um, lost um, at the back and um, lacking a bit of confidence and self-belief as well. You know, there's certain things that sometimes he just takes a little bit too long to do, passes that he can make a lot sooner and he chooses the safe option. Um, obviously, we had the, the own goal that he scored, at which, you know, it could be instinct, but you. You know, if you're a centre back, um, you deal with those sorts of crosses um, more often than not. I think uh, you put a firmer foot behind it, and and not a. Uh, to me, it was a half-hearted intervention, and half-hearted interventions in those situations, those sorts of areas are uh, are very dangerous, and they can lead to to stuff like own goals, uh, which we saw. Um, so you know, to me, that there's something that's really not there um, with a lorry. Um and you know, you know, sporting made the signing. Um, it, it is, it, it does have a bit of risk to it, but then again, um, we needed that option because we we're quite sure at the back um, with M- Marcelo going. Um, I'm not sure who's the be- better option to be honest. Out of André Pinto and Ilari, right now, I still think Mathieu and Quartz are very secure. Um, at, at the back. Uh, as a G1.
0: Yeah, agreed. And uh, Steph, last but not least, uh, thought quick thoughts on Ilotti uh, and uh, Borja.
3: I'm excited about Borja. I think uh, he's an exciting player. Uh, he's he's fast. He's consistent. Uh, defensively, he's okay too. Um, so far, so good. So I'm expecting great things from him. And if we keep Acuna, uh, them two being uh, together, uh, Borja being the left back and Acuna being the winger, I can I can see that the left the left side of the Sporting will be uh, just very solid. Um, and I would leave it at that. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even fuck with that. I wouldn't put Nani or anything like that on the left wing. If they are both healthy, play them both. Uh, but then we have a lot of options. If Borges uh, is hurt or tired, we have Acuna and vice versa. So now, the left wing, we can we can have some phenomenal rotation and still produce uh, like we're supposed to. So, But I liked it. A lot of the two games he played for Spartan so far. Offensively, um, he's really fast. Fussing the ball is pretty okay. So, that's it for, for Borges. So let's Let's hope he keeps the same, uh, you know, being humble and the fire, the the fighting spirit. Uh, because sometimes certain sporting players start that way, and they and then for some reason it diminishes. Mm-hmm. Ilotti, um he's definitely a centre back with a lot of speed. He's tall. Um, he gains uh, most of the headers, which is a good thing. To to his defense, which everybody knows that uh, whoever's been listening to our podcast, I'm not a fan of Ilori, but I'm going to talk to him as a a as a footballer, and that's it. Not not going to talk on any personal basis because everybody knows I don't like him because of the way he left Sporting uh, a couple years ago. He forced his exit. So with that said, so I don't have to repeat myself over and over. um, I think he has a lot of potential. And it's just a, a, a question of adaptation. He has to adapt to the new surroundings, to the new teammates, uh, to the new way of Kaz's Ka- philosophy. And I'll give a couple more games and uh, you'll be in tune. So we can expect someone to come from the Premier League, from the writing, not playing a whole lot, and all of a sudden to be on point. Uh, with uh, his new teammates at uh, Sporting, that would be really insane. Um, and, I, again, I'm, I'm talking about solely as uh, him as being a footballer. Um, and that's it. That's my take on it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And um, with that, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, at Santa Maria de Feira, if I'm not mistaken, at Feira's ground, Sporting 1-3-1. Um, the starting lineup was as follows. It was Renan, Ribeiro, net, Pristovsky, Quach, Ilari, and Borja uh, on the back line with uh, Gudeli, Wendell, and Bruno Fernandes, with Bazdost, uh, Diaby, and Akunga up top um, with substitutions of Rafinha, Drusa Dumbia, and Francisco Gerald. Uh, Steph, I'll start it off with you. Um, what are your thoughts on this game, bro?
3: Well, like I said, uh, uh, three Tugas, You guys know I've been uh, three Tugas for the past three weeks, and uh, and I explained myself to Danny. I, I felt mm-hmm. like I owed you, owed him an explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that, not well to all of you, really. But the reason being is because I'm I'm close to them, like 20 minutes away. I'm I'm away with, with the navy for I've been away with the navy for three weeks, and I was literally just 20 minutes away. So I never met them in person, and and this time I did. And then it was actually a wonderful experience doing a podcast live all together. It's much better than on the phone. But due to the circumstances, there's nothing we can do. I'm not I'm not going to make pa- uh, Patrick to fly over to the United States. That would be crazy. I mean, maybe me and Chris could get together one day because we're not too far apart. Yeah. Uh, but then he's in Toronto, so I'm not going to tell him, hey, come here once a week. Maybe so, in the summer
0: and, I'll do it once, but that's, a, that's and, about as close as you'll get, bro.
3: <laughs> and there it is. Maybe in the summer we can we can at least three of us get together because Patrick right. is a little bit more expensive. Uh, sure. But but with that said, um, uh, like I said, that three uh, two is the fade-ins game, we started against sloppy. Um, um, we didn't control the game at all. Uh, we had sporadic, some good plays. Uh, you know we we could be an amazing team we would turn plays, and then all of a sudden we we were a shitty team again, so we lack of consistency. Our midfield um is is basically like uh, de- dealing with speed bumps um and um and w- we're not gonna go far playing this way. we won um in the in three one but to tell you the truth at the beginning they pressure really really well, and they could have scored a couple goals on us. The, this allowed goal, it's, it's debatable. Uh, you know, you know, as Sporting fans, we 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 square. Um, it was debatable. They, they canceled it, and I was glad they canceled it, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite. If that was an allowed goal, I wouldn't be shocked because the player definitely was in front of uh, Ruben Ribeiro, but he didn't move. He didn't. He didn't foul him at all, but you know they said it was a foul. They cancelled the goal and then beat it. Uh, then we scored in a lucky goal by uh, by uh, a cross of the, the the left wing and then went with the header. He hit on the the, def- the defender's hand and he went in. I'll take it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate that. And then two bombas do Bruno Fernandes header. He hardly scored. From it, and the diving header, beautiful, and then another great, great diving kick. So now we know who's going to be the, the ones taking the diving kick from now on. There's no, there's uh, that's not a, um, you know, uh, even debatable. So we played okay, but three one, a three two, maybe would have been the final score for me because Fadens did enough to score the second goal. But I'll take the three one. We got three points. But all the, the three points we won, it means fucking nothing if we don't win against Braga on Sunday. We had to win against Braga on Sunday, and we'll talk about it, I'm pretty sure, in a little while. Mm-hmm. But overall, I didn't like the performance of Sporting. Uh, and the goal against us, against uh, the, the, the FedEx goal, even though it was a beautiful goal off a, off a volley, It was terrible, terrible, but fucking terrible, terrible from Ilori and Borja. They looked at each other like, who the fuck is going to kick the ball? Who's going to clear the ball? Come on. I mean, it looked like a solteres contra casados play. I I was disgusted by that play. I mean, I'm expecting much more from professional players. But, again, with... We, we didn't have a clean sheet. And this one, I blame on Laurie and, Bor- and Borja because they couldn't clear the ball. It, it, was, it was disgusting. And uh, really, that's all I have to say.
0: Fair enough. And uh, Patrick, same question. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Um, well, obviously, first half was a bit slow. Um, but we've sort of got into, um, into that habit uh, of late. I'm not really sure. Where Sporting's gone wrong after you know such a a great start under Kaiser, where football was coming on leaps and bounds, and all of a sudden that's sort of uh, it feels like it's been erased um, from you know from what we're able to do. Um, But yeah, we definitely struggled uh, through patches of that first half, and um, again, uh, you know, I'd have to agree with what Steph said. I think that first goal that uh, Feyenoord thought they had scored. Um, was one that, you know, without any hesitation or surprise, if that goes in, um, you probably wouldn't question it. But, uh, you know, VAR did. At first, I thought they were looking at a potential um, offside call because there was obviously a man on the near post who came very close or perhaps did flick it on. We don't know, but it was impossible to tell from the from the replays that were given. Um, and had that flick on been made, obviously, the man that scored... Uh, pretty much on the line on top of Hinen, uh would have been offside um, but you know uh, for sure I don't think there was a foul there in my opinion um, but the referee gave it and, and kept it 0-0 and it was good for sporting obviously the, the, that uh, sort of, um, that scoreline maintained itself um, and then we scored at a, a decent time towards the end of the first half towards the end of a difficult first half Vendor uh, with a bit, a bit of luck as well um, Heading. I'm not sure where the header was going to, but you know it came off the defender's hand and and found itself in the back of the net. So good timing. And I think in the second half we improved a bit. We started to see a few more combinations in the middle of the park. Bruno Fernandes started to take control of the game a bit more, and vendor as well just started to appear in 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 the pockets, in between the lines, and uh, you know steadily we we saw a little bit of the old sporting under Kaiser where we're combining with short passes and we're not forcing uh, the long balls or, or the crosses into the box. Um, ironically, having said that, uh, our second goal comes from a, a cross into the box. Um, but a good ball at that uh, from Diaby uh, with a with an in-swinging cross and Bruno Fernandes makes that run uh, to score a diving header. And um, by the time he scores the third from the free kick, uh, you know it's it's solid it's, it's it's in it's in our hands um and obviously perhaps that's why we uh got to see a bit of Gerard play out there as well um given that we were 3-0 up um but obviously disappointing to concede <laughs> uh another goal it seems like clean sheets uh, want nothing to do with sporting at the moment and you know i i, f- I feel this pain twice a week as well because Arsenal are exactly the same. No matter how comfortable the game may turn out to be, we always find a way of conceding. Um, and It's frustrating to see, obviously, you want, you want the team to, to put in a, a stellar performance and, and keep a clean sheet. 3-0 at Faden's, uh would have been a, a nice uh, uh, confidence boost. It still is. We win 3-1. Um, but obviously, it's, uh, it's never nice to see those uh, weaknesses uh, at, at the back exposed. But, you know, good result, a good way to bounce back. And hopefully, um, with the confidence that we take from this game, uh, we can do something tomorrow uh, against Villarreal and and go on from there because we really need to um, put this bad run of form these these last two, two, three weeks. uh, We need to really uh, put a lid on that and uh, crack on uh, with our season. Enough, and uh, Chris, last but not least, what are your thoughts on the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, we. well, I think that an important thing to remember is Spadance is, is the worst team uh, in the league. Uh, it had all the makings of, you know, being a bounce-back game for Sporting after having lost, um, we were having not won several games in a row, uh, not having won away from home, and I think it was two months we yeah, had not won away from home before uh, that game. Um, and, you know, right off the bat, um, it was the same shit. And uh, it was like it was almost you were watching it and you, you're just waiting for us to compete because uh, they had all the chances. Uh, they had all the play. Um, and uh, it, it was just one of those, uh, it's like, I, I know this goal is coming. Uh, and it, it did. It, it, it did. And uh, we got very lucky. Um, that the goal was disallowed.
1: Um, do we know for sure if it was offside or obstruction? It was, it was obstruction. It was obstruction. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's
2: not a whole lot there. Definitely. Um, uh, definitely fortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we really didn't create that much, uh, offensively though. Uh, I saw a, a shot chart. Um, we had four shots on target. Uh, three were goals. And uh, one would have been ruled out for offside had it gone in that chance. Uh, Bastos had it about, uh, I'd probably say like 35 minutes, uh, a bit before halftime, um, where he kind of like volleyed it, a uh, half volley, um, and uh it to go, made a pretty nice save. Um, but, I mean, had, had he scored, he, he would have been offside. So, realistically.
0: Oh, uh, I lost you there.
2: Uh, yeah, so realistically, we had three shots on target. And uh, three goals, so that's very, very lucky. Um, yes. We didn't we didn't play great, uh, but it, it it wasn't needed result. Um, you know, I'm happy that we got the result, um, but it, it really wasn't convincing. Once again, uh, pretty poor from from a lot of players. Laurie was pretty poor. Um, uh, Udeli was poor, Bazdos was poor, Diaby was pretty poor. I mean, there, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. Sporting's clearly still in the rut that, they, that they've been in, you know, of late. It's probably at least a month or two now. But um, it's been really poor. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to take uh, to change it. Um, uh, I, any hopes, I think, that, that we all have of seeing some rotation at the sixth spot, uh, is his press conference today where he's like buddy-buddy uh, with Goodelli and talking about how Goodelli plays good defense and Gudeli yeah. for guns uh, to not worry about playing defense because he has it under control. I mean, I really don't think we're going to see a uh, change there any, uh, anytime soon. Uh, Dumbia uh, has a slight injury, so maybe he probably would be the prime candidate uh, to replace him there, but he has a slight injury. He's not in the squad tomorrow. Um, so we already know that he's gonna play there. Um, so it's just it's just frustrating um, Yeah, it really is uh, Wendell Wendell was okay. I thought um, Ferdinand is obviously excellent. He's been playing very well recently um, scored, scored two set pieces in back-to-back games uh, both beautiful shots um, and you know uh, It's gonna be interesting to see what happens tomorrow because it's two teams uh, in, in very poor run, runs of form. Um, Villarreal is struggling as well. Uh, they're in the relegation zone. Uh, they, they, they've uh, been getting some poor results as well. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, it's a type of game where if Sporting can't get fired up for a, uh, you know, a European night, uh, I don't know what, what it'll take. Uh, they, they, these guys need a, a kick in the balls. Um, and, uh, you know, Kaiser Kaiser's whole morale and uh, even – things he's saying, uh, they just don't instill too much confidence. Um, You know, I I think he really needs to kind of lay into his players more. I think he's a bit soft-spoken. I mean, that's just his personality. It's not his fault. Um, But I wish he he would just speak up a little bit, Um, you know, give someone an earful every now and again um, because it's totally deserving. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got the three points. It was needed. Um, It would have been... (laughs) Honestly, laughable if if we were to drop points uh, to the last place team uh, and keep keep the winless streak uh, on the road alive. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did we did what we needed to do, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it would be typical Sporting to to drop points to fade ins, To be honest, um, you guys really hit the nail on the head. You guys went through most of my talking points. Uh, I'll go. I'll give my quick two cents. I agree. I, I agree with all three of you. I think the the call on the um the obstruction I, I think it was a little soft. I think it could have stood, though I I kind of get it. So um yeah, I would agree we, we we got away with one there. Um but I mean there is the argument to have on, on the obstruction. I mean, he is in front of him. He is stopped uh he does impede Hennan from 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 getting the ball. So um fair enough. I, I can't remember what program it was now. Maybe it was through the attack or or the other one where they um they had brought in um I guess an ex-referee and he 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 said that was the right call from Var and all of that. So um so I guess we can't argue though we agree that it maybe is soft, I guess um I guess in that aspect maybe the right call was given. Um I thought the first half we got away with on. We escaped the one-nothing, though we played like absolute garbage. Credit to Wendell for for getting into that position to, to win the header. Um, unfortunately, it was an own goal. So not only did the goal get taken away from Wendel, the assist got taken away from Borja, which was a lovely cross to him. Um, aside from that, um, yeah, like Steph mentioned in, in the beginning, uh, it was a poor, it was a poor goal to concede against them. And um, and yeah, that that's that. Um, Patrick, I'll, I'll ask you uh, this question: What did you think of um, Francis uh twenty-minute little cameo?
1: Oh well, it was very difficult uh, to judge, to be honest. I was looking forward to seeing him in action, but um, yeah. um, there was, there wasn't really much um, that that could be fed into our minds really from that um, twenty minutes. Obviously, the game was dying down as well, um, so it's always, it's always, it must be re- super frustrating for a player to come in. And I mean, twenty minutes is a decent time for something to happen, but. Um, it's always very dependent on on the flow of the game, and I just don't think the flow was there for uh, Giraud just to make a a real impression. But you know, I'm I'm fully behind those that call for um, you know greater opportunities for the likes of Giraud and and even deeper with Miguel Luis and and Thierry uh, Correa, Bruno Paris, those those players um, you know who who have been on. Uh, the fringes of breaking into the first team uh, for some time, um, and yeah, for sure. I'd like to see more of them uh, in the future. Agreed. And
0: uh, Chris, I'll ask you the same question. What did you What did you think of uh, Gerald's twenty minute cameo? Or too too little time to really judge him. Yeah,
2: I definitely think it's too little time to judge yeah. him. I definitely want to see him more. Um, yeah, and possibly even with. Uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I don't think it has to be either or type of deal, um, because obviously Bruno Fernandes, you want him, you want him on the field the most times. Uh, I don't think he's me getting subbed out too often, and I think the only reason he did is because we were up three nothing, even though it's probably the least, the least comfortable three nothing I've ever seen. Uh, but regardless, the scoreline reflected, uh, you know, the game pretty much being uh, pretty much done for the most part. Uh, so we got a chance, um, uh, on Twitter, uh, we're very quick to, uh, jump to way or the other, like, oh, he, he shit, he, he, he has no intensity, he's too frail, we're like, oh, he's great, um, I think the truth, uh, uh it's really, uh, in a game like that, it, it's pretty ugly,
0: Uh, I think we're losing you, Chris. The
2: guy that's a uh, creative mid. He's... sorry. Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the type of player that uh, he likes to get on the ball. Uh, he likes to be creative. He likes to make things happen. And uh, the game he was being subbed into wasn't exactly uh, a game that that was that was uh, that was conducive to, to him performing the best possible um, that he can play. I mean, uh, it it was pretty ugly. Uh, sporting obviously didn't have much possession at that point. they were just kind of sitting back, um, you know uh, protecting the results. So uh, it just wasn't that great of a, a game for him to to you know kind of show us what he has. Um, so I mean the guy hasn't played in in months. I mean, he played first time uh, first time he's had competitive action. so um, I mean I don't know what we should have even have expected. And the first got pulled. Um, nice moment. It was, awesome. and, uh, I mean, I just used to not, to not see what he has to offer. Um,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, you still there, Chris? I think we lost you.
2: Really? I think. Uh, oh, I back now. I think I might be going through a pretty shitty uh, cell area. Yeah.
0: Um, it's all right. We got the most, I I think we, we understood most part of what you were saying. Anyways, we just lost it towards the end just a bit. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll move on to, uh, to Twitter questions before we talk on our upcoming games predictions. Uh, we got a few Twitter questions today. Um, sorry guys, let me just pull it up and have it ready. Um, first question comes in from, um, from Well, first statement comes in from Diogo RS, SCP on Twitter at D M L R P T. Um, he says, well, can't wait for the rant. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't really been a rant today. Um, yeah. Anyways, next question. Next question comes from uh, Nunu Gabriel at Keti Villens. I believe that is the way to say it on Twitter. Um, how do you guys feel about the performance against Befik in the TASA game, given how the league game went? Um, Chris, I'll give that one to you. He has a few questions, so I'll bounce it off between all three of us. Uh,
2: how do I feel about the TASA game, uh, compared to the league game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously it was a, uh, a better performance. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have super, super high expectations, uh, going into it, but I'm glad that we at least somewhat, uh, showed up to play the game. Um, we were absolutely shit, uh, in that league game and we just were completely overrun. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it had its moments. Uh, I definitely thought we could have, uh, earned a better result. Uh, probably a draw. I don't think we played to win, uh, or deserve to win. Uh, but I think we could have uh, earned a draw, uh, from that performance on another day. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah. overall it left us in a position to potentially go through. So I think that that was the most important thing in that, uh, that away goal definitely was huge.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, Next question is, uh, do you guys think we should bench Baz Dost for the next few games, given his lack of performance lately, and uh, give Luis Felipe a go for a few games and see how he does? Patrick, I'll, I'll give that one to you.
1: Um, nah, I think, uh, I think the thing is with Dost is that, um, in my opinion, he's a very consistent player. Um, but he's a player who's very reliant on the type of opposition you play, first and foremost, and secondly, like every player, like every attacking player, it's, he's dependent on um, how the team does as well. So I, what I would say is sporting um, lately haven't been playing very well. So that's had an effect on on the output of Bastos, who, who we all know isn't the fastest of players. Um, he's not the most creative in a sense of someone who Um, Can carve up an opportunity for himself so you know he's a finisher, he has to have everything fed to him, you play the ball into the box you you give him the conditions uh, to thrive and he will and he's done that uh, in each of the last two seasons for us he's he's done that as well Um, this season obviously he's going on a bit of a colder patch uh, lately but I would say that's um, mostly dependent on how Sporting have been playing? Obviously, we've got some big games coming up um, now, um, and um, I'm one of those that, you know, although I agree that Bastos is a is a top top player. Um, when the player is as as you say, so um, so limited physically, shall we say, he's not the fastest off the mark. I do think Sporting require some alternatives, and maybe Luis Felipe. Um, is a striker to lead the line in those sorts of games. Um, you know, we, he, he's not much faster, but he is faster. He is stronger. He he, he is someone who who will give uh, defenders a headache um, uh, given the opportunity, I believe. And he he, he does seem. I, I think he's an interesting player. I'd certainly like to see more of him. Um, maybe even in, in in a duo with Dust uh, in certain games. Um, sure. But there is an argument that I I would probably back. There is an argument uh, for F- Luis Felipe to to start ahead of Dos, just because he's a more well-rounded striker, and in those certain games, like let's say play a Braga or a Villarreal, even um, tomorrow, um, sometimes you need your strike, you need more from your strikers. I think Bastos is someone who's very dependent on you putting it on the plate for him, and he'll he'll finish off. Um, w- what you give him. Luis Philippe might be a bit more uh, creative, a bit more crafty, um, which is needed sometimes when when you have to hold the ball up um, and when the striker's left isolated. So, yeah, I can s- certainly see why uh, calls, of, calls for Luis Philippe's start have uh, have been made. But um, in terms of just form, um, I think Dost is all right and it's more the team than the player himself who's lacking.
0: Yeah, um, I actually agree with you there. Uh, and the last question from Nunu Gabriel, uh, I'll tackle this real quick, is uh, given what Renan has done, good and bad, do you guys think he should be our keeper for the future? Should we buy him from his loan? Um, thank you for your questions, Nunu. I personally, if we, I, I don't necessarily mind if we buy him because it is cheap enough that he could sit on the bench. Salon isn't getting any younger, and uh, I'm not too sure how much of um how much of a bet we're going to put on, on Maximilian just yet. Personally, I think he, he'd much be better. He'd better off on a loan deal for one year. Uh, see how he does and then get him back. Um, but personally, I think we should go in for a better, for a better goalkeeper. Um, like I've mentioned in the past, like I think, I believe Patrick mentioned today as well. He is a good shot stopper and and credit to him for that. But he, aside from that, he doesn't have much else in his game. I mean, he can distribute the ball pretty well, but um I mean, I'm not. I I can be really. I can't really be bothered whether I'm a goalkeeper. I know modern football demands more on on goalkeepers playing with your with their feet, but I can I can be asked. Um, I I think we should go in for a better for a better keeper. Um, or, or I mean, get back Viviano and and truly see what he can do for us. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think we should we should get another another keeper in and and if and if 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 anything, we should save the one million maybe for. For another player, um, at least for his salaries, right? Um, next question comes in from Spartan CP uh, Youth at Spartan CPY on Twitter. Um, should we let Montero and Nani leave Spartan? So there have been rumors that uh, the MLS are calling for both of them uh, Vancouver Whitecaps for Montero, and I believe um, Orlando uh, for Nani. Uh, Patrick, I'll pass that one off to you. Do you think we should let go of uh, Montero and Nani?
1: Um perhaps I'll at say at least season. in the summer at least in the summer okay for the summer we can certainly it's certainly arguable that we could do that with with nanny, not because you know he's um he's not good enough or anything like that, but just uh for the fact that obviously uh, you do have to think of the business aspect of things and um he is eating up a large quantity of the wage budget and sporting have got. Their fair share of uh, of uh, wingers who could come in and uh, and uh, leave an impression. You know, we talk about Matilde Pereira a lot. Um, mm-hmm. We've got others like Diogo Braz, uh, Elvis Balde, um, Jovan, Cafuia uh, still has lots to give. Um, so you know, we we do have options out on the flanks, and obviously we can always find uh, some some more interesting wingers out there. I think there's plenty of them. Uh, and, you know, in the summer, there's always the opportunity to find one or two that could really take Sporting um, into a new level. Um, so at, at Nani's age, um, obviously, it's very nice to have a character like Nani uh, around. Um, but at, at his age and uh, for the wage budget, I don't think Sporting um, is a club who financially should be looking at keeping those players for too long. Um, so that would make sense and I think Montero, as much as I like him and as much as uh, I'd like to see him involved in the first team a lot more uh, than than he has been under Kaiser again it's something that makes sense because he's he's a player who's not getting any younger I think he's 30 or knocking into uh, his 30s right now Um, and uh, he himself is earning a fair bit of money for for, for what he's doing now, which is not featuring, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to, you've got to say, okay, listen, this player realistically is not uh, an undisputed starter for Sporting, um, and it, it's best to let go. So again, it's it's a move that I would say uh, makes sense. I'm not sure if MLS teams can buy anyone right now, can they? I think they can. I th- like, they can. Okay. If I was to if I was to answer the two, I'd say Nani um, in the summer would make sense, and Montero right now, um, given that uh, Luis Felipe is is in and Diaby can also play up front, uh, and simply be, mainly because Kaiser seems to not fancy him, um, I think uh, letting him go for for a decent fee would would also make sense right now.
0: Yeah, agreed, and. Um... Yeah, with both. Even though I love Montero and I think he should feature more, I think it's time at Sporting is unfortunately up. Um, second last question comes in from Kevin. He was in our chat earlier, but he just left. At Kev1 and Arouge6 on Twitter. He asks, what are your opinions on the recent change in mentality from Kaiser, given his recent statements? Uh, um, Chris, what do you think?
2: Um, I mean, I touched on a little bit uh yeah. earlier on uh, it, to me it's it's really disappointing um it's a, i mean i I understand uh, what he's saying in in some of the quotes or or what he's trying to say, and I mean I don't under, know really if his English is being uh, taken out of context or being uh, mistranslated um and then taken and then taken out of context because i I know one of his quotes today was, you know it doesn't really doesn't really matter if we stay in the Europa League, or it doesn't. It, we don't. We're not obligated to stay into the Euro in the Europa yeah. League, or, or something. To it's that not to a
0: priority like, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, something to that effect. And uh, to that, I say, then uh, what the hell is your priority? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, number one, uh, you're out of the league. Um, uh, the task of the Portugal second game isn't until April. Um, why wouldn't you want to make a european run uh number one to win some money um i mean it's not the champions league money you're not getting 10 million if we make it to the next round um but you win uh, i think it's like half a million with each game and then uh, maybe 2.1 i think if you make it to the next round so i mean Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity to make three million right there by winning two games and advancing against a struggling team i mean uh I smell some blood in the water if I was sporting. I mean, uh, Villarreal is is shit right now. I mean, obviously we we haven't been performing that great uh either, but I I think we have a a squad that can uh that can beat Villarreal over two legs right now. Um so I mean, he he has disappointed me a little bit. I don't really know um if he's going to make it or not. Um it, it's been it's at the point now uh where good Kaiser ball and bad Kaiser ball there, it, We've gotten to the point now where there's been more bad Kaiser ball than there has been good Kaiser ball. Um, at one point it was like 50, 50. I think that now we're crossing into the 60, 40 type of territory. Uh, maybe 70, 30. If it continues where it's like, okay, it was good for this much time, but it's been bad for longer and for more recently. Um, and that doesn't really spell well for a manager. Um, cause you're looking at more of if your uh, your recent results as opposed to your results in, uh, in December. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what his end goal is. Uh, I don't know what exactly he's doing to motivate the team. Um, I don't know what he's doing to prepare the team because we always seem to come out flat, like without, effa- without fail, every game we come out flat, we always concede. And, uh, you know, i put i put these things uh, a lot on him and uh if he doesn't adjust uh, or these things aren't corrected or if they're not if uh, there's no signs of improvement that are clearly visible um it, i don't think it spells well for him
0: yeah agreed and uh last question comes in from Joel da silva at @joleon073 on twitter um it is a three or four part question um It's actually pretty good. I'll give it to both of you guys. Um, So he asks, what are your predictions on the next summer transfers for Spartan? Who's going to leave? Who would you like to see as replacements? Maybe not direct names, but of course, if you guys have direct names, definitely shout them out, but uh, maybe positions or whatever. And uh, also, how far do you guys think Spartan can reach uh, during this EL campaign? We'll actually answer that in a bit when we talk about Villarreal more in depth a bit. So um, Patrick, I'll start with you. Predictions in the summer, who's going to leave and what, who would you like as a replacement?
1: Um, I'm not too sure about replacements, obviously, but uh, what I will say is that I'd like Sporting to be um, very clinical and I hope they're working on um, targets right now and making sure that they are signing um, some, some some gems because that's really what a club like Sporting and, and other Portuguese teams should be looking at to, to improve financially and to uh, you know, ultimately compete uh, at the highest level. You know we, Portuguese teams don't have the resources that um, other big leagues have, so they really have to think ahead of the curve, um, look at uh, pools of talent in South America, Eastern Europe, uh, Central Europe, wherever it may be, uh, and pick out these players. So I hope Sporting have been um, clinical and meticulous with their choices, um, and they have names in mind uh, for for players that could come in and do a job and take sport into to a new level. Because um, my my, I think this year will probably, uh, and these are not players that I obviously want to see go, um, but I can definitely see this being the final year. Um, for for two big players in particular, and one of them is Acuna, who we all know is quite close to Zenit right now, and the other one I think will be Bruno Fernandes. I think he's having yeah. he's starting to get into that patch now where he's starting to get lots of goals, and, and what goals do um, uh, to a player in the Portuguese league at least, uh, which is not the most watched. You know, goals are important because they bring uh, you know attention. Um, I can definitely see uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, making a big move, uh, hopefully, if if Sporting know how to negotiate and make a big move um, away from Portugal and into a league like uh, the Spanish League or, or the Premier League, which I think are leagues that um, would definitely suit um, a player of his calibre quite well. Um, so yeah, I think it will be an interesting. Yeah, I think it will be an interesting summer for Sporting, and obviously, if if a club like Sporting do not make uh, the Champions League, uh, let alone uh, the Europa League, um, or have to have to uh, qualify very early for it, uh, you know, I can see uh, players like Bruno Fernandes and, and whatnot um, angle for a move like that because obviously. Uh, a player of that quality uh will feel that he should be playing at a much higher level um and i think i think that there's even reports today that elco madrid are interested in someone like that so um i think it'll be a busy summer because obviously there's a lot of players at sporting uh could definitely let go as well uh, we talk about the likes of of jefferson and that who probably will be on his way out with luis neto already having signed Um, you know, Freddie Montero, should he not go? Uh, There's a lot of players in the fringes uh, that sporting should really look like um, letting go. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, So, yeah, I think it will be very busy. It always is busy for a Portuguese league uh, side anyway, but I think it will be especially busy for sporting and it will be interesting to see um, what Varendes can do um, with uh, so many tasks uh, ahead of him in the summer. Hopefully he doesn't balls it up like uh, uh, the previous um, president before Bruno Carvalho um, yeah. because uh, they, they had plenty of busy summers and, and and they made a right mess of that. Um, we had a, a few more quieter ones under Bruno Carvalho, so um, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, agreed. And uh, we'll end it there. Let me just do mudalizaj because we are an hour and 15 in and we still have to talk about Villarreal and, uh, and uh, Braga. Uh, so quickly in the uh, football aspect, uh, let me see. The under-23s beat Braga 1-0. Um, that pushes them up to third place, one point behind second, and I believe two or three points off first, uh, which I believe is still Riuav. Um, football feminina, the girls, the B team beat Sintres 2-1, and the uh, senior team beat Orens. O-O-Rin, that was tough for me to say. 6-0, a big win for the, for the girls there. Um, in futsal, the juniors beat Mudikas 5-3, and the seniors beat uh, Lombus 3-1. Um, in the female uh, futsal team, we ended up losing, actually, in the juniors, 6-2 to Benfica. In handball, the, the senior male team beat Fermentões forty 40-24. Um, also, sorry, guys, if I'm butchering, to the Portuguese listeners, sorry that I'm butchering some of these names. Um, the hockey and patins, we beat Tomar 2-1 in actually a really tight big game. Um, in volleyball, the male senior team beat Ispinho 3-2, and the uh, female team beat uh, Vitoria Sport Club, which is Guimarães 3-0 in volleyball um in table de Miza, a lot of things happened um but uh for the most part, the seniors beat um junica Juncal four one and then beat toledo four nothing um in rugby, the senior team beat Benfica seven nothing um or sorry first they beat a Coimbra five nothing and then they beat benfica seven nothing uh which made them um National champions, so congratulations to our rugby team, female rugby team. That is, um, obviously a lot happened. That's the cell, I believe. That is it in terms of Mudali Dodge. Yeah, sorry if I uh if I miss let me know on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think that's it though. Um, at least on the uh more notable ones. Um, Chris, I'll start off with you just before we end the past. Um thoughts and predictions on um tomorrow's game against Villarreal. We don't have Dumbia like you mentioned earlier on the squad list. Um obviously we don't have uh, Gerald as well because um sorry, Dumbia wasn't even put on the Europa League. Sorry about that. But uh Gérald obviously not all, also not put in. Um but not a lot of absentees just really only Mathieu and uh and Nani. Um but what are your thoughts for for tomorrow's game?
2: Yeah, um <clears throat> obviously it's a uh a good opportunity uh you know you you, you kind of have to uh you kind of have to get a result uh especially when you play the home leg first um so i mean the pressure will be on uh for once it'd be fucking great to not concede because that's when things get hairy um especially when you have to go on the road the next game and you you tie 1-1 you let up an away goal or 2-2 or something like that it, it gets it gets risky um so uh you know I, I I I want it to to happen I do not know uh if it will and there's not a lot of historical precedent recently that would indicate um that it will and uh to be fair to Villarreal they they have been shit this season but they do have a couple decent attacking options who yeah. uh, I think could give us some trouble like uh like Santi Cazorla um so it, it'll be interesting um uh, as far as result, uh, I think we get the job done. I think we win two one. Uh, we are going to concede, unfortunately, um, and uh, everything will be open uh, to play for uh, returning to Spain. But uh, I do think we uh, we go there with an
1: advantage at least.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, Patrick, how about you?
1: Um, I think we have to be a bit uh, careful um, with mm. uh, these sorts of games because obviously, if we're to look at Villarreal's squad. Uh, at least on paper, um, I would I would consider it a team that's just as good, if not better than Sporting's. Obviously, they're finding it very difficult at the moment in Liga uh, down the bottom. Um, but it, you know, it's a cup game, and a league form sometimes has a way of uh, being completely different to what you experience in in the cups, um, and that could be the case um, uh, tomorrow for Villarreal. Um, but having said that, um, you know there are two. We we have two sides on our hands here uh, in Sporting and Villarreal who might have their eye on on the league. Um, you know we you know Sporting have got a difficult game at a weekend, and Villarreal every game is like a cup final right now. They des- they're desperate to hang on to uh, La Liga status as 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 they should be. Um, so you just being the first leg, especially, you never know, um, what sort of sides we'll be looking at, um, come Thursday night, uh, whether any key players will be rested. Um, but you know, sporting does look like it, they might go, um, full strength, but then again, I don't think Kaiser seemed too, too convinced of himself that he was going to do that. Um, it's difficult to call where this one's going to go. I think I might go for a, a one, one draw with this one and uh, which leaves everything nice and open for the second leg uh, yeah. where both teams will have um, perhaps a little bit more uh, room to maneuver and uh, and to decide things. Yeah, for
0: sure. And um, quickly my, I, I agree with you there. I think it is trickier than maybe we might make it seem. Um it's always tough to face a Spanish team, um, so luckily we are at home, I guess tomorrow. But it always, always lucky to uh, it is always hard to play a, a Spanish team. Um, I was actually just looking at their fixtures. After they have Sporting, then they have a tough Sevilla, and then obviously Sporting again, and then Atlético Madrid. I think if if they're looking at the uh, at their fixtures, and then also later on in April they play um, Real Vallecano, who is three points ahead of them, and then. Um, Girona, who are four points ahead of them, they still have them to play. So I think if they're if they're really trying to prepare the squad or, or manage the squad, um, and they want to stay in this competition, I think they they can go for it these next two games because um, to get a result against Atleti and Sevilla, um, it's a pretty tough ask, especially for them seeing as they're sitting in nineteenth. Um, yeah. I'll be a bit more optimistic though. I'll I'll, I'll say we'll we'll get a two one win, um, but that away goal might. Bite us in the ass later on, but uh, I'll go with a two-one win. But it's definitely harder than 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 it, it may seem. But like Chris said, th- I think this is the perfect opportunity if we're if we're gonna try to gain momentum and gain some confidence, and, and um, I mean at least try to push for third place. Um, I think we we definitely be- need to need to win this game against Villarreal, and we need to do so convincingly um, because Fadens. I think the scoreline... Um, was a bit more. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it was just it. it, it was more than than what the game inflated. indicated. It was inflated. Exactly that. It was more inflated than what the game indicated. I mean, in that first half, we there was one play in the back where we kicked it out for a corner, <laughs> and uh, it was it was just horrible at, at points. So oh, um, that was so
2: bad.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's definitely there's definitely room uh, for improvement. And like you said, Chris, this is the perfect opportunity for us to push on, but. I don't know. I'm I'm being a bit pessimistic here. I, I it's a tough ask, but I'll go with two one. And uh next, after that we have Braga on the weekend on Sunday. Uh Patrick, take me through your thoughts on that game.
1: Um well obviously it'll be uh a massive game. Uh, you know, two sides that are right at the top. Um Barcelona for for, for their position in, in, in the top four um hierarchy. So um massive game. I think Braga will come into this Really fired up, obviously, they found themselves in a weird sense of rage after the semi um so you, you can bet that they'll be out to take um whatever revenge they feel they need to take against us um and obviously we've struggled recently uh, in the league especially against uh, uh against Braga, so it will be a very very difficult game, but it's a game that I think sporting really you know being the superior side. In a sense, um, in another sense, Braga will feel they're the better side, but be, Sporting, being Sporting and, and going through the struggles that they have done in, in the past month of January, um, you know, Sporting really, if they if they want to finish higher up the table, I think Sporting really need to grab onto this to this game and and find um, all three points so that they can hopefully um, use it as a catalyst for. For, for games that uh, that are coming forward not only do you beat a, a direct rival um but you you also you know you gain confidence from it uh, uh, and you move on with that so you know th- th- i think this is definitely the big fixture uh for sporting uh, which is why i say i'm not sure whether sporting will have uh, one eye on this tie or or maybe even both eyes come tomorrow um mm. when when the lineups are put out um, yeah so for sure I think this is a very important game for Sporting and um, uh, one that Sporting really ought to ought to win um, but um, I'm just I'm not sure really what, to be honest I, I can see another draw coming yeah so, um, I think for this one I'll go a bit more high scoring I'll go for 2-2 two, two. Um, mm-hmm. it won't be an easy game to watch there'll be lots of highs and lots of lows Um It it could be really tight, Um, but I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Fair.
0: And uh, Chris, what about you?
1: Um, Yeah, obviously, uh,
2: I mean, there's an argument to be made uh, that uh, this is a bigger game uh, for Braga than uh, it is for us um, because they're only two points uh, off the title uh, or off the top. Um, you know, the obviously it's a club that, uh, while being one of the bigger in Portugal, uh, they've never uh, they've never won the title. Uh, their their best finish is, is only ever second. Um, so I think they're looking at this as uh, they're kind of playing with uh, with house money at this point. Um, and uh, if they're ever gonna if they're ever gonna actually do it, um, this is this is a good a year uh, as ever because uh, the they're at this point uh, we're in mid February and they're still uh, right there um so uh, as far as we're concerned uh, we're we're sitting in fourth seven points behind them and as we know uh the top two in portugal only uh, go to the champions league and third and fourth uh, both go to europa league um in various qualifying rounds uh obviously uh we could still get into the group automatically if we can win the cup uh which yeah. i think could uh is, is a good thing to have in our back pocket at this point um but uh yeah, I mean, uh, realistically, uh, I mean, it's pretty much Sporting's pretty much not going to win the title. Um, I mean, Porto's been slipping. Uh, I, I, I personally think Benfica is going to win the title this year. They're are sur- surging at the right time. Porto's falling off at the right time. They have a lot of injuries as well. Um, so, uh, I mean, uh, realistically, those are probably uh, one and two. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, so uh, and then, uh, if we are to beat Braga uh, this weekend uh we pretty much pull them out out of the race. Not completely, but we, we put a big uh, dent in their chances uh if they lose three points um to both of their rivals uh at the top, assuming that uh Porto and could both get a result this weekend, uh which uh, I would probably say is more likely than not. Yeah. Um but uh yeah so I mean they'll they'll be looking at this game as uh as a pretty much a must win. I mean to us it would be huge because if we if we do get a result and take three points away from them we pretty much cut their lead on us in half uh, and then it's anyone's uh anyone's uh you know season to to get third or fourth uh and i think that it uh, would be a huge confidence boost um it would make the, the distance less uh i mean uh less uh seemingly uh, impossible to reach because seven points is it's pretty big uh and if we and if it becomes 10 points then uh then it's officially uh, Morena's watch uh, because that's our, our biggest threat at that point um, <laughs> is staying in, in fourth um, because they, cause they could get within two points then. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as what I think, uh, I mean, they gave us a hell of a game uh, in the test of the Liga semifinal. Um, uh, I think that they probably – there's an argument to be made that they were the better side. Um, I think if we concede early again, uh, we're up Shits Creek. Um, uh, and uh, obviously we've grown accustomed to that happening. Uh, uh, they're going to come out firing, uh, and if we come out flat and uh, come out slow like we, we've been doing, um, I think that they're the type of side to punish us. Uh, Diego Souza uh, is a finisher, and um, hopefully we have Matthew back by then, but I, I do think that uh, he, he could give us some problems um, he did in the, uh, a couple weeks ago when we played them, and uh, I think that he um, is still the type of player that's going to give us problems no matter what. But uh, I think Matthew and Kouac would be better than, uh, you know, Laurie or Ronda de Pinto, especially in a game like that. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think that uh, I see a Braga. I, th- I think Braga is going to win, uh, unfortunately. Um, uh, I think that they, they have the better team this year. They have the momentum uh, on their side um, I, I can see the game you know, but just I, c- I can see how the game is going to go just based on our recent performances. Um, I might have to re reevaluate uh, my prediction if we show up and uh, we put in a convincing performance tomorrow, um, sure. but uh, if we're shit on Thursday and uh, we scrape a draw or we lose, um, then uh, I definitely think that uh, we'll lose you know, uh, two nothing. Um, and it'll be bitterly disappointing and uh, it'll pretty much seal our fate um, for the, for the league campaign at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, um,
0: I'll, I'll I'm going to be a bit more optimistic just because we're playing at home. Um, I'll, I'll go with a one nothing win. I, I really do hate Braga and I hope we, we end up beating them and I guess kicking them out of the title race and, bringing us closer to at least third, but uh, I'm with you there, Chris. I, I think if, if we even, even just if we scrape a win against Villarreal, like an ugly sort of performance, I don't know if that'll be enough um, confidence to really bring us, bring us the W against Braga. But um, guys, that was our that was our show for today. That was podcast number 34 in a wrap. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Patrick, thank you for staying up late all the way over in UK. Chris, thanks for the, Thanks for joining us on your drive home. Steph, I know you're going to be listening to this later. Steph had to step out because, um, he's with his in-laws currently. So I don't know if he's, uh, he's probably hating that more than, than doing the podcast. <laughs> um, obviously just kidding. Um, yeah, guys, thank you everybody that was in the chat. ZE, um, Johnny, Lauren, uh, Kevin earlier. Uh, if I'm missing anybody, I'm sorry. um, Yeah, guys, thank you for joining us, and uh, stay tuned for next time, and Viva Sporti!